0: This episode is brought to you by the new D9 Business Directory. Shop Greek-owned brands from a variety of categories. And if you are Greek, author, or business owner, add your profile today at d9business.com. Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us is just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly Speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow we hope you enjoyed this episode hi welcome to greekly speaking i'm eric tucker and joining me for this episode is brother kelvin hinton of phi beta sigma fraternity incorporated who is joined by his lovely wife nicole and together they operate their latest venture called the applesoft home Healthcare services based in arlington texas Kelvin is a 1998 initiate of the Tau Iota Sigma chapter of Phi Beta Sigma in Memphis, Tennessee, and he's currently a member of the Iota Mu Sigma chapter based in Arlington, Texas. Following his service in the Army, Kelvin obtained a master's of science degree in nursing, and he has over 30 years of healthcare experience. Kelvin and Nicole recently joined the D9 Business Directory and have some wonderful things going on as far as home healthcare and frontline services is concerned. Kelvin and Nicole, thank you for joining us on Greekly Speaking, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, glad to be
0: here. Doing awesome. Hey, we're, we're, we're pleased that you could take a few minutes to talk to us today. Now, now Kelvin, you and I, we connected a while back in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, when we were members of the same graduate chapter and I recently reconnected as you guys became members of the D9 Business Directory. So we're pleased to have you and learn a little bit more about your, your business and your brand. But first of all, let's talk about your Greek background and learn a little bit about any Greek influences you had in your life coming up.
2: Well, I mean, growing up in Memphis, we, I didn't have a lot of Greek influence. You know, growing up in Memphis, it was only after... I went to the army and came back. I attended the University of Memphis and had some high school friends that had actually joined Phi Beta Sigma fraternity uh, and got to hanging out with them at the at the fraternity house and getting my hair cut there at the at the house and uh, partying at the at the frat house over there and ran into some you know real influential brothers, brother Ed Jordan, brother uh, Daryl Anderson. You know they were my biggest influence coming up through the University of Memphis in the undergrad and uh, they influenced me into you know, doing a lot of community service projects with them. And I just saw what they were doing in the community uh, and it aligned with, you know, with my calling in nursing and serving people. Uh, so you know, that was my biggest influence uh, with joining Phi Beta Sigma fraternity is uh, just the service orientation of the organization.
0: Hey, I'm very familiar with those brothers, and I share your, your, your perspective of their character, man. They helped me a lot when I joined the chapter, and they were really all about that service. So what was the name of your line coming up? How many people came in with you?
2: There were five of us. Uh, I was a, a deuce of uh, Jeff Lee, world-famous DJ, myself, Brother Kirk Clayton, Willie Tobias, and um, Brother Demarcus Jackson. We were the Divine Five, man.
0: Divine Five. Okay. What was your line name?
2: Man, I, do I have to say it on this program?
0: <laughs> Not
2: necessarily. They just called me Big Dog. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. We, we going to leave it at that. Okay. Big Dog Deuce, man. And, and one other thing, I'm just going to put all your business out there, man. I thought you crossed like undergrad, you know, maybe your freshman year, because I remember a couple of step shows they had in that Memphis area that you were part of, man. And I was like, man, that they, they're throwing down so hard here on the grad level, man. I, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to be able to hang, hang with these brothers, but it was all for a good cause, man. And, and you guys did some great things in Memphis, and I'm sure that's going to continue here in Texas as well. Okay, so now you're here. DFW area, you've got a brand new venture, you and your wife, so tell us about how you got into the nursing field and where that passion came from.
2: Well, oh man, that was a loaded question, Eric. Uh, I had no idea I would be in nursing, uh, coming up through high school and in college. If you'd have told me I was going to be a nurse, I would have told you, you're crazy. (laughs) Uh, When I went into the military, I was a a medic and then an x-ray tech, and uh, I think nursing is an actual calling. It actually found me. Working as a radiology tech, I kind of worked my way, you know, through different modalities and x-ray, and and I wanted to take my clinical experience a little bit further, Uh, and I just found a passion in nursing uh, because, you know, taking care of patients and, uh, you know, I, I went into critical care. Uh, spent most of my career in the ICU, medical ICU, cardiovascular ICU, uh, and just sort of grew into the role of nursing. Uh, so I, I say it's a calling because you know uh, it's it's like a ministry when you're caring for patients and and nurturing for patients and treating their needs. Uh, I mean that's a true calling. It's it's not a job to me.
0: So as far as your your home care. Practice. What what specific services do you provide? Okay, so in home health care specifically, we provide
2: skilled nursing. Meaning, registered nurses go out. They assess the patients. We collaborate with physicians' office to come up with a plan of care on how we're going to meet specific uh, progress goals that uh, that the primary care physician has for that patient. And through that collaboration, we pull. Uh, resources in uh, here at Applesoft, we provide skilled nursing services, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, uh, and even social work services that actually go out to the home, evaluate the patient, to find out what they specifically need, and then to actually treat the patient. Uh, so instead of you going to a physical therapy outpatient clinic, you have to be or qualify as what you call homebound. Meaning that it has to take a taxing effort for you to actually leave your home, and that'll qualify uh, us to actually send out a physical therapist, uh, a uh, occupational therapist, or a speech therapist to your home. Consider us a nursing unit outside of the hospital.
0: You started the business with twenty twenty. Yeah. Yes, we <laughs> in yeah, the we middle s- of the pandemic. And uh, you, had, you had a couple of challenges right off the bat, huh?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we had some challenges. <laughs> it was a double-edged sword. Uh, actually, you know, we had a lot of resources at our uh, disposal, uh, especially through the Small Business Association. Uh, we ran into a, a lot of really good uh, people that worked for banks, and they afforded us a small business loan to actually purchase this existing business that has been around for about 17 years and has been very successful. Once we got into the business, some of the challenges that we faced were we were new business owners. And um, you know there's a difference between actually being employed and being in business for yourself. There's a, a steep learning curve. You don't have a whole lot of time to learn, but you have to find the time to actually come in here and do the research. Home healthcare is a very regulated field. So we had to come in, we had to learn policies and procedures. Nicole is new to healthcare. Uh, she's an awesome business person and educator. Uh, but, you know, she had the learning curve of trying to learn just medical terminology, learn the terminology <laughs> and uh, what a diagnosis was and what a history and physical was. So the blessing is we've been able to, you know, be hand in hand throughout this whole process. Her office is just next door to mine, and she wanted to share an office with me. I was like, "Nah, that's not gonna work." <laughs> but you know, we we're each other's resources, and uh, that's been the, the the biggest blessing. Biggest challenge was after we opened the doors, walked into the business. A month and a half in, we both caught COVID, and I was actually hospitalized for COVID. So. We were out of the offices for uh, an entire month, but our operations kept running through just resources and people chipping in and helping out. And and technology, you know, uh, technology is a huge part of this. And we are utilizing technology to kind of propel us to a, a, a great agency. You know, COVID showed us all that, you know, we have to live in our, Uh, face-to-face contact, uh, person-to-person contact. And we're able to do a lot through video, video conferencing, a lot of different uh, portals. We work with insurance companies, we work with doctor's offices, and we really uh, had to come in and implement the use of technology uh, to kind of make us, uh, you know, uh, to kind of make us successful. I mean, we wouldn't be succeeding without technology right now.
0: How valuable was the insight you gained having gone through the COVID situation with respect to addressing those concerns when you're on the front line helping your patients?
2: We have really good staff. We staff about 23 skilled nurses, and we staff a team of PTs and OTs. Couldn't have did it without them. When hospitals were turning people away, uh, our staff were still going inside of the homes. Uh, we provided PPEs. We didn't miss a step with PPEs. We were able to get, you know, the N95 masks, gloves, gowns, face shields. They were awesome. The insight that we gained was that COVID is nothing to be played with. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, Nicole watched me go through the symptoms. I watched her go through different symptoms. Uh, and I mean, one of the things that we really, all of us as healthcare professionals learn is that we don't know everything about everything. You know, this is still uh, a virus that's being studied. People have different symptoms. When you limit your your contact with people, we know that it does work. <laughs> it does work. Uh, the social distancing, the wearing of masks, uh, and the vaccines tend to be helping as well right now. I was hospitalized for three or four days. It was a pretty rough experience for 10 days before I even got hospitalized. I was like, when is this thing going to end? You know, and you don't know how sick you are. So, so it's one of those things where, you know, the insight that I've learned is we really have more to learn about this. And it's going to
0: change the way that we provide healthcare going forward. You know, I I think that is probably one of the best descriptions of of this whole situation that I've heard as far as what we've learned. What we've learned is that we have more to learn. It starts with acknowledging what you don't know. You know, when you think you got it all and, and you don't take the advice and the recommendations of those professionals, I think that's where you start to go south. And again, uh, I compliment you both on being able to just be in this venture together. Hats off to you, Nicole, for coming in. With that education background, you you think about teachers with that education background, know how to ask the best questions. And that's how you get um, the best results that you want. What advice would you give to someone who's considering starting a business that maybe that young entrepreneur waiting in the wings?
1: Just do it. Do it afraid. Do it. Do it with the fear One thing about it, when you have your own business, you're so motivated to make it work. You can do things that you really didn't think you could do. Billing, I did that. (laughs) I can do billing. I can do, I know diagnosis codes. I I talk to patients daily. I'm doing this totally out of my realm. But the excitement and the motivation that comes with it is, is, is breathtaking. I would not change. I have no regrets. I'm enjoying it.
0: So you like being your own boss, huh?
1: I do. I do.
0: She is the boss.
1: I like being my <laughs> own boss. And, you know, as Kelvin is, I, I, I'm service-oriented, too. I served children for years. But, you know, you get so much out of it when you're helping anybody, whether it's children, the elderly, ill patients that are going through it's
0: very rewarding. I think educators are the original frontline workers. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> uh, but but hats off to you. And, and so what about you, Kelvin? I mean, obviously you have a lot of lot of career experience and now as an entrepreneur, business owner, what what advice would you give to someone who's thinking, "Hey, I don't know, it's pandemic, but still uh, I'm thinking about starting a business. Should I or should I not?
2: Well, I mean, um, the advice I would give is you have to follow your, your vision. You have to be able to see yourself in that position, see yourself in that business, see yourself operating in that business. And once you've identified that, you have to have laser focus. You have to really focus in and, and it's like shooting at a target, you know? You want to aim small, so you'll miss small. The biggest roadblocks was money. We don't think that we can get uh, the the funding. You don't think that you have the resources. You're you putting off. You know, hey, we got to pay this bill first. We got to get it. Well, we're gonna always have bills. You know, and if you if you're waiting till you're debt free to start mm-hmm. your dream and start your business, you're gonna be waiting a long time. It's never gonna happen. Uh, So, like Nicole said, you have to start scared. It was was a very scary thing walking away from a federal government job, making six figures and 15 holidays a year, uh, health insurance, and, you know, walking into uh, this business. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And we've only
0: been in it for six months. Well, it takes somebody that's that bold to be able to create something that is that good. And so, like I said, I commend you for executing the vision and for having the right person at your side. What's next for you guys?
2: Basically, you know, with entrepreneurship, we're we're talking about wealth building, starting with our family, then uh, sort of spreading abroad into the community. My son is a, a veteran in prior Air Force, and I have about 13 years of medical supply or medical device experience. So we started a medical supply and equipment company, and we're looking at doing contracts with the federal government and selling and reselling medical equipment and supplies and then the the third business and my vision as a nurse practitioner so I want to open up my own practice to specialize in men's health I feel that men are neglected when it comes to health care that focuses you know specifically on men's health issues and men we have to be treated very differently in the healthcare uh, arena when it comes to health care preventive maintenance preventive, Uh, care, and I want to open up my practice focusing on that. I'm going to see other patients as well, but I want to focus on men's health, functional medicine, fitness, health,
0: and wellness. What about the folks in the DFW area that want to learn more about your services and about Applesoft Home Healthcare? How would they connect with you?
2: Oh, well, we have a website, (laughs) www.applesofthomecare.com. We take referrals over the phone, so you can always give us a call at 817 695 5893. We're also on the CMS, which is the Center for Medicaid and uh, Medicare website. That's the official government site. We are a five star rated agency. You can find out all about us through cms.org as well.
0: Hey, that is awesome, Kelvin, Nicole. AppleSoft Home Care Services. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes to talk to us on Greekly Speaking. And uh, please let us know if you have any other positive ventures coming up that we can help support. Okay. All right. All right.
1: Thank you much.